Kia ora te welcome back to another episode. We're here again with Rochelle and we're going to be talking about insurance again, car, contents, home, home? yeah, bit of pet, bit of travel. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> all of the important things. So um, welcome back to this episode. Did you want to talk about what these include and the different things that we should think about when we're thinking about those insurances, I know for myself, out of those, I have car and contents insurance, but um, no pets, I don't have any pets, mm-hmm. um, but I would love to learn more about those. Yeah, cool. So, um, I'm going to preface this conversation in saying I do not do oh, any yes. of this, um, and any of what I say is obviously <laughs> general information and not advice, but um, please don't come to me for your travel insurance or your pet insurance or you know that type of stuff. Uh Obviously, been in the industry, been in banking for a long time, all of that stuff. I have um, knowledge and experience with it, so I thought it was a good place for us to help educate and just give some hints and tips over yeah. it. Because um, often I get asked about it, doing the other stuff, that, um, the other insurances that I do. So to start with, um, these types of insurances are called general insurance or fire in general. You might hear them called by the industry. Why it's called general is that in as a general side of you just don't need advice for it, you know? Like it's not it's not something that's like super difficult to work out. If you have a car, you need car insurance. If you yep. have a pet, you probably should have pet insurance. And it's working out um where to go for that, how to get it in place, what it looks like going forward, the cost, all of that that's um entailed. And Often, like, how much cover should I have? I think that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. So we'll start with travel and pet because that's like easy um the easier one to start with so pet um example we have got two cats um so my partner we've got a little we call it a blended family of our two cats (laughs) um obviously i've got my daughter but there's um so we've got muffin (laughs) yeah yeah, we muffin (laughs) funny my partner calls me muffin (laughs) (laughs) so muffin is like muffin is a um she's a white green-eyed munchkin so munchkin cats like they've got short legs yeah um Super cute, bought her over from Perth. She is 12, um, very old, barely leaves the house. So we don't have insurance for Muffin because, one, she's very sickly Mm. um, and she's often ill, but she also doesn't really leave the house. Mm. If she um, was really unwell and needed surgery, I don't think her little little body could could handle it. However, we have got Ed Sheeran. (laughs) He is the ginger cat. And um, if you've ever had a ginger cat or known one, they're very, um, they're super sweet. They're very smoochy. They're a little bit, we call them special ed sometimes. He's just super cute. Um, But he gets out and about and he's a bit (laughs) of a roamer. But um, so we've got insurance for him. But he was hit by a car, I want to say last winter. Um, Very foggy morning and he ran across the air. It was the most awful noise of him crying that I've ever had in my life um yeah and anyway we took him to the vet and it just went from a to z like I just went for it's an a to z zero to 100 very Mm. quickly he needed surgery round the clock round the clock here um a lot of drugs he'd like moon pie eyes he Mm. was just you know super high keeping him keeping him good um and we used the pet insurance but I tell you when I tell you that it didn't even cover a third of the costs yeah, so limits on what mm. you're covered for are really important. So if you have a pet, um, usually most of us cats, dogs, there's some random ones out there, but those are the main ones. Um, they cost a lot to fix. 
if something goes wrong with them, yeah. illness or accident-wise. So when you are evaluating whether you want to bring a, a pet into your home and buy one or, or whatever it is, pet insurance, I guess, from a pet owner and a responsible adult <laughs> is included in the cost of having a pet in general. Mm-hmm. So pet insurance, all of their vet visits, yeah. you know, that care, their food, and the purchase price of the pet should all be taken into account and obviously long-term care that you can manage the mm. care of that pet. Um, look at the limits. Uh, some of them might only cost, might only charge, fi- might only charge cover, yeah. might only cover like $5,000 worth of care that probably won't even get you through a surgery. Uh. So it might be five, ten, fifteen. Just look at what it costs. Mm-hmm. These I, I wouldn't recommend any certain provider. Yep. Jump online, do some research, have a look at three different providers. Is probably the way that I and I'll, you'll hear that a lot through this yeah. um, through this podcast. Compare the costs, the okay. limits, and what's included, and decide what's best for you. Um, I don't want to be judgy or tell anybody what to do, but I think if you can't afford it, should we have, don't have a pet? Should we have the pet? Yeah, okay. That's probably a way that I would go. Um, so that's pet insurance and that's what it does. I guess, yeah, the tip tip there, make sure you know what you're covered for mm. and that it will cover what you actually need it for. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of looked back on it. My poor partner just sat down and was like, I cannot believe this. And I was like, well, emergency funds, that's what they're for. <laughs> yeah. And combination of both. And we can make that money back. We can't get us another Ed Sheeran. So you just, we were happy. He's healthy now. He's moving about. He's probably a little bit anxious, but um mm. We've got him. So we're here. We'll move <laughs> on from there. Uh, travel insurance. So travel insurance is essentially covers your travel. Um, okay. Overseas travel. I know you can do domestic. I'm probably not that big on, you know, on saying to people to get that. You can if you want to, especially yep. if it's a long trip. But I'm talking overseas travel. So covering your flights and all of your things. Um, uh, we were on another podcast uh, with The Curve and yeah. Sophie mentioned um, – that she went travelling and they lost her bag and there was only so meant so much cover that, mm. that she could get of getting new clothes. Yeah, and I know that from my brother too because he comes back from London a lot and um, his bag got like was stuck in New York or something and he was in New Zealand and they gave him a hundred dollars to get the clothes like for for just it was like a temporary thing until his yeah. bag got back. It's like a t shirt and pants for guys. You I know, was like, for what? a woman that's just like one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally took him to the warehouse and I was like, so you can get like one outfit? Like yeah. I don't know. Then you'd like you want to get a five pack of undies because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, please get some undies too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, for women as well, it should be more because, yeah. you know, you're Just the me- bra is like, just for a cheap bra, it's like oh, 20 no, it's bucks. Like yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed it's to like do? All of our toiletries. Yeah. Pads, tap, like, you know, yeah. that type of stuff. So I think um, you hear me talk about man sometimes <laughs> where I'm like, cost more for us to live. But exactly. um, yeah, like, look at your limits on mm. stuff. So if that's what the limit is, so I genuinely would go for a policy that's um, more in the thousands for that yep. stuff. Because um, if I ever lost my bag, like I yeah. overpack. Me too. Way overpack. <laughs> I have a really big, I've got two bags, they're only little ones, just yeah. to come up here for a couple of days. So, because we need options. Yes. Honestly, having options makes it harder to get dressed, I feel. But um, <laughs> yeah, so look at the limits. And I think that's going to be the theme of this whole conversation is look at the limits that you're, check what you're paying for. Yep. If it's there, um, I will sometimes jump on somewhere like Widget to look at different flight options or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like a hundred dollars, maybe one hundred and twenty, to cover a trip for myself, my partner, and my daughter, um, 
which was a 16-day trip, all of our luggage, and it had thousands of dollars in there included for the luggage loss. A hundred dollars, did you say? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, I was like, well, that's a no-brainer, and I just, you know, we just got it. I was like, what's that on a thousands of dollars worth of trip? what we spent on that because yeah. we hadn't seen our families in years because of COVID. Yeah. So we'd been saving for so long to yep. to do that. Um so a hundred bucks on top of thousands just really just <laughs> and we claimed on it. So yeah. um that made sense. But I just think whenever you're putting insurance in place you've got to think about the worst case scenario, which I know sounds depressing, yeah. but with the worst case scenario, what would I do? And that's what you cover your your stuff for mm-hmm. so in terms of the travel insurance is mm. that not a recurring one like the other insurances that's one that you get just when you travel yeah you get it as and when you go there i mean back in the day back in the day i sound old um sometimes there are policies we can get like multi-trip policies so you know that you're going to be traveling overseas i mean must be nice if that's you. <laughs> <laughs> goals <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, where you're doing multiple trips in a 12-month period, you might be able yep. to get a multi-policy that covers that. So maybe if you're doing like one of those cruises that are like a few months long. Yeah, and there's different countries involved yep. or like an OE or whatever. Yep. Like my daughter and I, um, when she finishes school, um, like we call ourselves the Māori Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, we've got like a little TikTok that goes with it. But we... Um, we will go to, we're going to do our OE together oh, cool. when she finishes school. So there'll be like a multiple trips, you know, yep. going to different countries or all over Europe or whatever. So um, that's when you get like a multi-year policy. So you pay possibly more, more well, probably more yeah. than you would for that one trip. Yep. And you just put all the countries on and off you go. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, check limits, check the fine print. I know it's not fun, but it'll save you money yep. in the long run. And I did have a question in regards to health insurance. So if I'm, say, in another country and Ooh, yeah. I needed um, medical help, well, how would the health insurance come into play with that or would it be the travel insurance? How does that all work? They'll work together. Ah, okay. Yeah. So health insurance, generally, like, um, all the uh, covers that we discussed in the first kind of in-depth episode around life, um, living, health insurance, it's worldwide cover. Right. So when I say worldwide, if you take it with you, you can still, especially Australia, you'd yeah. still be able to get some form of treatment there. Yep. But generally, if we need to um, look after you, we'll just fly you home. Oh, uh, okay. We being insurance companies that I don't work for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be there like advocating and helping you with the claim and working through it. But generally, they'll work together. So um, travel insurance, there's a lot of people. So I spent, have spent a lot of time in Bali. Yep. Um, used to live in Perth, so it was just a very quick trip. It was like New Zealand's Fiji. Uh, and a lot of people get stuck there and the healthcare there is yeah. out the gate expensive. So you always have travel insurance and that would cover the immediate medical expenses and bits and pieces. Where the health insurance comes in and all your other covers is getting a flight home, an yeah. emergency flight home. Um, and health insurance being able to get you non-government funded medications, just stuff like that that's really going to help you in that time of need because okay. that's an emergency right yeah 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 so that's a travel insurance side of things and pet right what was the other one's car yeah so you're talking about you were talking about car before you know when um in other episodes around you know what if i hit somebody yeah. with a really expensive car yes I don't know about you, but those people are real confident, like, that drive those fancy cars. <laughs> like, I don't know, always talk about that, like, BMW drivers, they just drive like they own the road. Range Rovers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my daughter goes, I drive a Honda. Her name's Rhonda. She's very sweet. She's very chill. Nothing fancy. It's just it's just a comfortable car for me, you know? Yes. 
Um, my daughter goes to private school, so there's a lot of people around there that um, <laughs> there's some, I call them cayenne peppers, um, <laughs> you know, with the Cheyenne, is that what they are? Um, Range Rovers, um, the, one of my favourite cars, what's the Mercedes um, that looks like a bit of a, it's a square, what are they called? I actually don't know, I'm not a car yeah, person. Yeah, um, anyway, you, you get to know them, but um think they own the road and yeah. like there's some small streets in Christchurch so you'll be driving and they just go hundy through like yeah. they do not care um so I think these people obviously have insurance mm. um but if you you know a car insurance is really important in the way of if you if you don't care about your car okay fine yeah but you need to care about the liability of you hitting somebody yeah. else so third party theft and fire yeah um Actually, you can get third party on its own, so that will cover the other person's yep. repairs to their car. Um, or if it's a, um, you know, like a write-off, yeah. you pay the excess. And anyway, the insurance yep. companies work it out. But basically, you're covered. Yeah, Your car, if it's written off, will not be covered. Mm. Um, if it's stolen, not covered. If yeah. it's set on fire, which I don't know why it would, but if it's set on fire, then... Um, a lot of crazy people out there these days. <laughs> got some stories. Um, and then there's third party theft and fire, which would cover you you um, for theft and fire. And then the third party, if you hit somebody else mm. or, you know, you were liable for an accident or something. Comprehensive is obviously covers all of it. And yeah. that, that's ideally where we want to be. Yeah. Um, you'll pay in excess for any of these insurances. And excess, um, like health insurance, is a contribution to your claim yeah. on um, a policy. You will pay in excess um, for most insurances, not life, not income protection, mm. none of that's um, yep. not serious illness, but most, um, all of these general insurances, mm. you'll pay some sort of contribution towards it. Yeah. One thing I did um, kind of realise once I had um, actually had a little accident um, was when I was looking at my car insurance and my excess, I actually, is this normal, is $1,300. And I just thought, is it because I'm young and um, I don't have a full licence yet? Thank you for needing to do that. I need to do it. Um, I haven't got my full licence. Do it before you get too many bad habits, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. That. Anyways, it was $1,300 and I crashed someone. And so my emergency fund um, at that point was $1,000. And I was like, well, like, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't have any money at that stage. And so I started um, creating a savings account for the excess for my car insurance. So if it happens, so now I have a $1,300, like, if something happens, then my excess is kind of sorted. Um, is that, like, a high excess or is that, like, normal? Or So there's a couple of things in there. Um, yes, it's like that because of your age and uh, your licence. Yeah situation but you can actually go to your insurance company and talk to them about the excess and find a way around that it doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be the standard oh. so you can talk to them about it they might say actually we're only comfortable to cover you for this with yep. this excess and that's your contribution and that's fine but I would challenge you mm. um, to one uh, and this is for all insurances, everybody, is to review how much you're covered for and get alternative quotes and policies mm. every year or two. Okay. Just to check in. Unlike life insurance, you're not stuck yeah. with one company. Okay, you're not stuck with life insurance either, but your health determines that. Whereas yeah. 
this stuff is is not as affected. Yeah. So and the differences in premiums, quality of cover, and excesses will differ. Yep. But I would say speak to your insurance company and say, hey, is there a way I can bring this excess down? You might pay more in premiums. Mm. And, and but, is that yeah, that is the what, what I think is it that your um, excess kind of goes down, your premiums go up, and it's kind of like a seesaw. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and that's and that's for, for everything that has an excess. Generally, the higher excess, the lower the premium. But you just have to make sure that you're able to pay the excess yeah. when you claim. So, like, I've got contents insurance with a low excess of like two hundred fifty dollars because yep. for me, I'm like most. You know, if I lost my phone, I don't want to yeah. pay a thousand dollars to no. get a two grand you can phone. Well just get another phone. Yeah, um, and it covers all of my business equipment and everything as well. So I just like check the excess and make sure you can find that. For my health insurance, it's five hundred dollars because I'm quite happy to pay that. Yeah. Um. And generally, I don't have to pay it until after the surgery. So by then, um, you know, it's fine. I just think for car insurance, especially yeah, when you're young, it is more expensive. Yeah. Um. Go get your full license when you when you can because that will help bring that down. These are some things that you can control. Yeah. Um. If you've built an emergency fund for your excess, that's great because. <laughs> To be fair, like if you go to your insurance company and say, how can I reduce my excess, your premiums are going to go up. So you might yeah. turn around and go, but I want you to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what I would say is that um, knowledge is power here. Yeah. So if you if they go, yep, but it'll cost you this much, you go, okay, would I prefer a $400 excess and pay, I don't know, $5 a week more in premiums? Or would I prefer to, have, to pay the $1,300 and just save that yeah. and leave that there? And then my, my premiums aren't as high. And that will be, that's your call. Yeah. Okay. Right. Knowledge is power. We need to find the answers out. Absolutely. Before we make the decisions. Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess, you know, moving into contents and house insurance or house and contents. So a lot of people I heard in the flood had house insurance, but they didn't have contents um, and it caused issues with um, when they claimed it was like, yeah, we can rebuild the house or we can fix the house, but all your stuff's gone. There are so many um, examples I have of that. What I would say is whether you own a home or not, have contents insurance if you've got things that would upset you if you lost them. Mm. I'm talking total loss. So if you're renting a house and you've, you know, you look around and you're like, oh, you know, my stuff's not worth that much. Okay, but how much would it cost you to replace it? Yeah. And that's how you work it out. And that was exactly what I did after the floods, actually, because it was after hearing like all of the horror stories of other people going through those. Um, and I actually looked around my room and stuff, and I was adding up the value of everything that I had. And I was like, at that point, and it was just like random things. And I was like, well, that's a thousand dollars. That's a few hundred dollars. And I was like, I like I didn't have like the cash to replace those things. Let's say I don't know, like something happened in my room and everything just got ruined. Mm. And so I decided then um, to investigate it. And I and I decided that that was um, the cost of getting contents insurance was something I was happy to pay for for that peace of mind. Like yeah. if anything happened, then my stuff could be. Um, either replaced or if they got stolen or if they um, got damaged, then yeah, yeah, and that's and that's exactly what it's for. Um, the way that I say to people to say what contents is is just imagine picking the house up, yeah, and turning it, and whatever falls out is what you need to cover. <laughs> so I'm talking every cup, every spoon, even if you go Kmarting and market, you know, Facebook marketplacing. Yeah, <laughs> it's still a lot of time and money that goes into that yeah. and replacing stuff. And like honestly, when I look at my wardrobe. 
and the money that just chills yes. in there. <laughs> Look, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a bit, and you might be too young for this, but a bit Carrie Bradshaw. I like my money where I can see it. Too young. And it's in my wardrobe. <laughs> Sex in the city. Um, but it's, that's a quote. And so I just, yeah, I think also the cost of contents insurance. Yep. For like, I don't know, we've got a couple of hundred thousand Oh, maybe 150, something like that. We've got, because yeah. there's three of us and we've collated a lot of stuff. We're I was up. talking to my friend and he said that too. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm covered for 200 grand. I was like, 200 grand? Like, he's like, because I added up everything and there's like $15,000. And I was like, wow, that's so much money. And then I talked to him and he was like, 200 grand. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the thing though, like we've got a four bedroom house, yeah. there's an office, there's my, mm. all my daughter's stuff. Like you collect a lot of crap as yeah. you get older. So you just like... Sometimes the difference between paying for 100 and 200 is yep. so little in premium that you're mm. just like, I'd just rather have what I need and because yeah. you're constantly adding to things. And it's buying stuff new. Yeah. So if you, I've had stuff for like, I'm embarrassed to say, maybe 15 years. Yep. <laughs> and then you like, you've got to replace all that stuff again. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, to be fair, 30, 40 grand's worth of cover for someone who um, is just starting out in life and, and has a, you know, in probably mid-20s or whatever, mm. that might be enough. Yeah, for you, ten to fifteen k yeah. might be enough. It just depends on the person. Mm. But there are online calculators that can help you yeah. calculate. Um, I know of a few. I don't want to like call out any insurance companies or banks here. So um, if you do want links or whatever, or want to know one, you can Google it or two, just hit me up. Um, but there are online calculators, and I would say the same for home insurance as well. So you cannot get a home loan without getting home insurance. Huh. Um, I would say don't just do it for the bank. Do it because you want to protect your asset. Yep. Get good insurance and know what your excess is and know what you're covered for. Calculate how much it's going to cost you to rebuild that home mm. and a total loss. Yep. So fire, um, and this is coming from a person, so a person who lives in Christchurch and sees a lot of like, we're still suffering from the earthquakes, yeah. right? I wasn't there for them, so I don't want to be in that kind of bucket of thinking I'm a part of it but I still see the aftermath of it. Yeah. So um, online calculators are your friend to find out exactly what you need to insure yourself for and do not set it and forget it. Check it. Yeah. Every year, check it and make sure because inflation like, is out the gate from last year, 7.2% I think last time yeah. I looked at an insurance policy. Um, how much would it cost for us to rebuild something as opposed to 2020? Mm. So different. Yeah. So... Um, that's what I would say is, is making sure you calculate things, know what your excess is. Um, if you've got all of these home, if you can have all of these things with one provider yeah. and they're good policies, highly recommend. Imagine going to three different providers for the flood to claim yeah. on your house contents and car yeah. and dealing with three insurance. Well, you don't even want to deal with one and you've yeah. got to deal with three. I'm just thinking about that because I think my, my health insurance, my contents insurance... Yeah, and my car. I wore it at three different places. Yeah, so um, contents car. Yep. Might be a good idea just to see what they could be for you together. Yep. Um, health and life insurance stuff will always be separate from those because you want specialist companies. Oh, uh, okay. Um, not always, but yep. generally. Um, what I would say is, yeah, if you have them together, you'll get a policy combined policy discount as oh. well, so it might be cheaper. Yep. Um, but it just means you're dealing with one provider, yeah. which just would make life a bit easier at claim time. And I think whenever we put insurance in place, we need to put it in place with the position of what happens at claim time and what position will I be in then, not yep. how much is it going to cost me every week or fortnight yeah. as a single situation. 
Um, but yeah, that, those would be, I guess, my tips overall. Yeah. If you have house insurance but you don't have contents and you own a home, can you just please go get some? Um, I've heard too many stories. It is relatively affordable. But if it's not for you, I do understand that I won't be judgmental. But if you can, just, just go get a little bit just to start with. Mm. Um, but in general, for all of these covers, know what you're covered for. Use calculators, online calculators. Go direct to insurance companies and get different quotes. There are brokers out there. Um, we don't do it. And, and part of the reason we don't is, one, we just find that our clients can find really good pricing when they go direct. Yeah. So why would we get involved, (laughs) you know, if it's going to cost them more and it's just the opposite with life insurance. So go direct, get a few different quotes, check the policies, um, know what your excess is. And I guess when your renewal letters come and the insurance has gone up and the cost has gone up and you have a bit of a grumble, just sit down and check the limits just to make sure it's okay. Um, Yeah, that's probably the bulk of it. Awesome. I would say, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Rochelle, for sharing all of these um, tips and I'm definitely going to be doing my little check-in with all of the different companies to check the prices and I think I'm actually going to have a Word document and I think it'll be like landscape and I'll put them (laughs) in and then see which ones cost how much and what they cover yeah. all these things so that I can work that out because knowledge is power, as Absolutely. you said. Yep. Um, but thank you again to RMP Insurance for powering these episodes and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>